okay, there's there's TikTok. There's very young people on TikTok. There's nothing wrong with putting your camera there and just record you putting your makeup on and upload it. Yeah, Tell me the difference. It's the need to be perfect. I'm not like anybody else. Mm-hmm. So there's no one to really reference. There's good practices out there which yeah. I would absorb, but there's no one like me. True, people that um are like their program from generation to work, they they can't handle when you come around and start speaking about being an entrepreneur and doing business and you can do this and you can try it. They can't handle it. They get overwhelmed. <laughs> Welcome back to BNC Podcast. We have Anthony, our guest on today. Anthony, you want to introduce yourself? People, I'm Anthony. I'm in the building, as that's my um, tag. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> nice. I really don't. So um, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Where is Anthony from? Where am I from? I'm, I'm kind of an international person, you see. So I'm... I'm, I'm all over the globe. But I was born in the UK. And mm-hmm. then I spent a lot of time in Jamaica. And then I came back to the UK. And then I spent my time all over the world. I feel that. <laughs> why why, 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 why <laughs> all over the world? Why, why over the world? Because I understand what life is all about. Life is all about memories. And the more memories you can have... In different places, do you know what I mean? You're living your life to the fullest. Mm. Okay. So that's why when I see something, I said, mm, let me do this. I just do it. So what kind of person are you? What kind of person am I? Yeah. I mean, that's the wrong question to ask well, me. I don't think it's a <laughs> question at all. I think... We need a hundred people to come in here who know me. <laughs> okay, and but how how, how would it? you describe yourself in minimum of three words? Well, maximum of three words. A professional business troublemaker. <laughs> <laughs> Elaborate on the trouble mm. part. <laughs> trouble, um, I mean, not putting people in headlocks and stuff like that, but um, meaning that when I start a, a project... I go mm. on, I go on, I go on, and I just achieve it. I like when people tell me no, <laughs> because it's going to turn out into a yes, and it's going to be done. Okay. And, yeah, maybe troublemaker is not the right word. But when mm. people normally ask me, what do I do? I'd normally say that this cause a lot of trouble. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I say trouble is because I build up a lot of, a lot of relationships. Yeah. Mm. And one of the things in business and personal relationships is like, I like to make people laugh and we bind together and yeah. So when people say, do you know Anthony? He said, yeah. Oh, he's a load of trouble, isn't he? So (laughs) I just call myself a troublemaker. Hmm, Makes sense. It's a good name to make for yourself, yeah. It is. It is. It's unforgettable. Yeah. Everyone always remembers the troublemaker. Everybody remembers the troublemaker. (laughs) And because I remember a documentary years and years ago and it was about humor and it showed how people in the entertainment industry elevated because of humor so i'll give you an example if i got to a networking gala or one of these places and so forth everybody's there to do the same thing yeah but how many people are going to be remembered oh that's true 
So even though I'm very professional, I make sure I'm not forgotten. Okay. So mm. it's, you know, you leave a... Yeah, the word slip. You, you, you leave impression. your stamp. Yeah, you leave I leave my stamp, I leave, a, I leave a mark and so forth. But I don't... I make it funny, but I make sure people know who they're dealing with. Mm. So if I'm going to do something, it's going to get done. Mm. So, okay. yeah. Okay, saying that then, so... Um, what are some of your strengths and weaknesses? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you knew, you'd, you'd fix them by now. You'd fix them by now. Strengths and weaknesses. Mm. Um, weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> Incapable of having them, yeah? But it's like, I'm, I'm perfect, man. I'm perfect. I get you. I get you. Not, nice. not to say that I'm perfect, <laughs> but I, I understand myself. Mm. So... um. I'll give an example. Say, for instance, I'm weak at something. Yeah. I would set myself up because I know what motivates me. Mm. So what motivates me is pain or a challenge. But the challenge has got to be something like, oh, you're saying I can't do this? Mm. You've got to be a worthy adversary. Mm. Not like we're going to go into like... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the pain is... Maybe I can think of a pain coming and that would elevate me to just go to the top. Yeah. My brain will start, my brain plugs into the the internet and I said, okay, what can I do? How can I stop this? What are my options? And I will just go and do it. Okay. I mean, when I mean go and do it, I mean... To the max. <clears throat> to the maximum. Which I, I like to say that nobody doesn't really see this. What do you, it, what do you mean? It's not seen. It's just like, say for instance, I'm working and I have a challenge coming towards me. Hmm. Say for instance, I knew that I've got something potential in the next month, which I've got to sort out. I'll be up in the night. I'll be with my whiteboard thinking about all the different ways and options that I have. Then I would think about the people who I can call as well to see if I've missed anything. And then I would be like, I'd be attacking all those options until mm -hmm. I reach to achieve my goal. It's a solid cool. system. It's a, yeah, it's a solid system. It's, it's something which nobody doesn't say. Mm. So how how would you... Say you describe you man. How would you manage? Well, how do you manage your stress levels then? Because obviously that could be stressful, if, like staying up all night doing all that. Like what's your what's your decompress? You know, what decompresses yeah. you? Agreed, but I know that I'm paid to be stressed. <laughs> I am. If you don't want to be stressed, don't be an entrepreneur. Don't be a business owner. Mm. Don't start projects. Okay. And so the money's sweet, eh? Don't. Don't get married. Just don't do any of that. Just don't do it. Don't have kids. Um, don't have pets. Mm. Do you understand? So, um, yeah, but how do you handle, like, obviously, like, burning out as well? Like, being stressed and burnout. out, how do you handle that? A lot of things that I filter mm. is that people will say things to me and I have to filter it all out. Because then sometimes when I'm speaking with people, I've got to say, what mindset are you at? Mm. So if I know that you're not a particular mindset and you're saying something, I'm hearing you, I am, 
but then you're 100% of Anthony. I'm taking it as like 1%. I am. Hmm. So you, you you know what stress to take on and what to kind of feel for through, let it fall through. Yes, and due to experiences, because I've done so many things, I can, I can say, I know where you're at. I know that this level of stress where you're at is only eight hours worth of stress and one night <laughs> of sleep and um, that, that you might need to go out and party and just enjoy yourself. Hmm. And then you recalibrate yourself and it went, okay. Maybe it wasn't really that bad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, yeah. A lot of things sometimes you give yourself 24 hours and sleep on it. Mm. It's a better outcome. A lot of people don't do that. I'm guilty of that. It's like, yeah. I'm just, oh, yeah, I fix it now. Yeah. And I can't sleep until I fix it. I used to be like that. I used to be like that. And I used to like stress myself out and this. But the main thing is that you can't control things which are not in your path. Mm. Do you understand? It's you got third parties involved. I know it's easy to say, but I say forget about it. Drink some rum. <laughs> you know, on that note though, what's what's your downtime? You know, what do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? Mm. I like going to different places, eating different food. Like, because what I understand now that life is all about memories, mm. I just try out different things. I appreciate, I got more appreciation for things now than I had probably like four or five years ago. Why okay. four or five years ago? Because um, in your journey, you're not actually appreciating to say, we're around the table having a podcast. Mm. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is a memory. Mm. Mm, that's true. And then yeah. in 10 years times, it, we was around here yeah. having this podcast. Mm. Do you understand what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 I get you. And then when you look at past experiences, you think, wow, we've we done that. We was there. <laughs> and so forth. Mm. And that's what you got to appreciate because there's some people who are just in this cycle and they don't have these experiences. They don't. It's true. They have worse of life, worse than us. They've got a mindset. They, they need help and assistance and they don't have it. They don't. Okay, yeah. So saying that, like, obviously you're saying from five years ago to now, um, now, what are some of your values and ideals? My values are to cause as much trouble as I can. <laughs> I saw it coming. I saw it. He side-eyed me. He went, he went, he went. <laughs> Do you know, when, when something works, why, why change it? True. Mm -hmm. And... Values and um, friends, family. I don't know. Ask me some more questions. These <laughs> questions are really, really hard. You know. Dude, maybe <laughs> should I got? I should have got a brief. <laughs> like what my values went. Um. Yeah, but like your personal values, then. Like for example, just stuff you wouldn't take from other people. Then. That's really hard because the position I have, mm. I have. I've got to listen to. A load of people. Mm. Yeah, but there's a certain type of disrespect you want to take from people, and those are your values, isn't it? Like what disrespect? Tell me. Give me an example. <clears throat> okay, like one of my one of my uncompromisable things is I don't I don't like people um, stepping in on the way I live my life. 
Right. Like if you're gonna come around to me and tell me, ah, Jordan, your life is so and so with it's X, Y, and Z. Not in a like um productive way, like, ah, oh, maybe if you did this, X, Y, and Z would be better. No, it's you know, you've done so much nonsense and why aren't you here? Why aren't you that type of thing? I don't like when people do that. And anybody who does that to me, I come at them with maximum aggression. So because of my self-development, mm. I know there's like nine different profiles type of people. So when someone comes to me, I said, okay, you're that type of person. Mm. And I do realize that the road I travel is not normal. Mm. I am through and through an entrepreneur. And a lot of people I'm around are not entrepreneurs. So people's always going to say, Anthony, you should do this, and Anthony, you should do that. Now, it all comes down to me, is that if I validate their opinion. Mm. And if you're not somebody who I validate your opinion, mm. this is going to go over my head. Yeah. No, but that's my point. That's a button that if someone pushes, they won't get nothing out of you. And and, and I, 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 I understand what you're saying. Mm. I can give you an example is that um, I was with some family members just recently mm. and when I start talking stuff um, or projects or what about this and the the roots of where things can go and where things can grow to, mm. a person responded and said, Anthony, sometimes I just stop listening to you. And it did feel like my fire was out but then it reignited mm. and I could, and I looked into myself and I saw like years ago, probably that would have went, Oh, I don't like that person. I'm going to stay away from a person, negative energy. But I realized they're not an entrepreneur. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong for people not being entrepreneurs. Mm. But if I brought that to my entrepreneur circle, they're like, yeah, let's do it. Mm. Let's do it. Let's try it. Let's go for it. Do you understand? Yeah. So, that self-development, when I look at somebody, I look at you to say, where are you? Are you an entrepreneur? Have you got mindset issues? Have you got childhood issues? And because I've done my NLP as well, in no, coaching as well, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, can, I can absorb a lot and understand a lot and one of my things, what I got to portray is that even I know what you're saying, uh -huh. sometimes not saying anything to allow you express yourself. Do you understand? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I know where you are. I know everything you're going to say. Mm. I know where you're coming from. I know your mindset issues. I know what you got to improve, but I can't say yeah. that. I've got to hold that, let you speak your piece, and then maybe, maybe give you some answers to make you think things differently. And leave you as that. Because mm -hmm. everyone's got to grow. No, I get you, yeah. You understand? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's coming to the self-development I've done for like over the last like eight, ten years. So when did you decide that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Or when did you decide, you, when did you realize you are an entrepreneur? When I learned the ingredients of being an entrepreneur. When was that? Who shared the secret? Secret is probably when you're young, you start setting stuff, you start doing this, you start doing that. Um, so like hustle? You, you're not, yes, you're basically hustling, 
you're trying out new things and it doesn't work mm. and some things work but what you're developing is competency because something does work and normally you don't fit in in a nine-to-five job i mean it's so funny when i did have a nine-to-five job mm. i better not say <laughs> but um, i had people on my nine-to-five on my payroll for me to leave and go and do my entrepreneurial stuff and work on my business. Hmm. So it's, I've never been, I never, I could never stay in one lane. I can't. Hmm. And I accepted that. I accepted that. I put some filters in place now where it's like small amount of effort, hmm. large amount of reward. I've done a lot of learning learning and understanding how the world works i'll give you an example is that before i would set up a business and have no customers and say i've created this okay now i would have the customers and create the business around the customers this is why tons of makes sense this is why tons of businesses go down they start from my idea, which is really good, but then they burn out. Mm-hmm. And when you take in other people, what they said, a bit like you saying, don't, is that people just quit. And they said, it took me like four years to run nine seconds. How many people are going to give up four years for drive to run nine seconds? Not a lot. <laughs> and... Is that psychology what you just got to have in, in your head to like, let's keep going. And like you got a mindset, I, I tell people that you eat every day. Mm. You need to feed the mind every day. If you're not feeding your mind, do you understand? You're not growing, you're dying. If you're dying, then you hear excuses. Could you expand on feeding your mind? Like what... Like what formats do you use? Yeah, do you do you read books? I do read books. I wish I read more. Mm. I listen to podcasts. I have people who I like to listen to. Listen to. Um, I go to a lot of networking events as well, and I just listen because it might be that one little point. They went, oh, all right taking my my supplement mm. that spurs me on again okay because you get to remember life who you are people around you mm. can be very heavy and then things don't move as fast as you want them things don't True. happen remember an entrepreneur's journey is that you got so much failure than success mm. Mm. Tons and tons of failure. I guess an entrepreneur kind of failed their way to success, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And you got to get you got to get so used to it, you got to be emotionless to it and so forth. And it can be difficult, it can be challenging. Because it's an entrepreneur is like a one player game. So so you said you had a nine to five, right? So what transpired in your early life that made you want to be an entrepreneur? Because you had a nine to five, you you had a job. I had a nine to five, but then I was still buying um, cars and and bringing them to the garage, salvage cards, mm. 
um, repairing them, selling them. So, so when did you realize <coughs> this nine to five ain't for me? It's because business was going so well. I was okay. making my nine to five was just my pocket money. Wow. It was. It didn't buy my house. It didn't it put it away, my nine to five went down to part time. Then it went to part time part year. <laughs> I didn't know it was a part year. Yeah. And it really went down to until then it stopped and I went, okay. Because you could remember, it's also conditioning as well. Because where, where I'm from and my parents, they work. Oh. So an entrepreneurial environment is not there. You don't even know that you're an entrepreneur. You don't know. Mm. You just know that like, you're doing this and that's working for you. And that's it. I probably didn't even know the word entrepreneur when I was doing it. It wasn't really a word back then, didn't it? The word for it was businessman. You were, you were a business person. A business person. And then you'd be looking to somebody to say, okay, this is what a business person looks like. And this is what you're trying to imitate and you'll listen. There was nobody really there. And what I'd like to say that is that some people who teach businesses and say you need to do this and that, and you're an advisor, they've never run a business. So how could you teach me about running a business if you've never run one? Hmm. I mean, on paper, like theoretically, it doesn't. It, theoretically speaking, it doesn't sound complicated. Obviously, I know once you're actually in it, it's a bit. I know. In theory, it just goes. You got to do this. Got to do that. It's just like you're having a conversation at a barbecue in there. Mm. So yeah, I'm gonna do this, do that, do that, that, and then yeah. <laughs> then the next bar barbecue, you just gone to like step one, mm. and you feel like you haven't accomplished anything, and then you want to give that up. But it takes time. You got to appreciate the time it takes. And no one doesn't really do that. You don't. That's true. You, you, it's a tough road. You, you don't, because during the the, um, the journey, you're, all in, you're stuck in your head thinking, why am I not here? Why am I not accomplished? I have not done this. I haven't done that. And you're frustrated at yourself constantly. So you're, you're, you're not looking at how far you've ever come to even say you've started and you're not, you don't appreciate none of it. Like, it's just like, I'm trying to get to here and all I can see here is like tunnel vision here, 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 here. But what about all these things that's happening on the side along the road while you're getting there? You, you, you don't block it out. You don't look at that. You know, they say the man who enjoys walking will walk further than the man who wants to get to the destination or something along them lines. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a good point you've done that. You said that. It's all about the journey. Mm. So for me, is it about the destination? No, it's not. Do you know how long it's going to take me to achieve everything? No. Do I got quarter one, quarter two, quarter three? I got all of that. But the fact is, is this, is that you're a person and you're trusting in yourself and you say, I can do this and do that because I'm competent. But if you look back five or 10 years, really ask yourself, everything you said you was going to do, has it happened? Or less. Yeah. About 80-90%. In the time span you said? No. Yeah, pretty much. Not in the time span. No. No. It's happened, but it didn't happen when I wanted it to happen. And did it happen the way you wanted it to happen? No. Mm -hmm. I understand that you got to the go, 
but the way you, you planned it out in your steps, did it happen that way? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of curveballs in there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you, and you don't plan for those curveballs. You don't. Can't predict them. So. You, you can't. And you just got to say, okay, what? how do I do this situation? I can look back and I, at a decision what I done six months ago. And there's two ways you can look at it. You can say it's wrong. Because now I can say, oh, that was the wrong decision. But during that time, looking within, I made the correct decision. Is what it is. Yeah, at that time. Yeah, it's a very stoic mindset, I'd say. Do you understand? But then you got people said, you done this and it never worked. Mm. Is what it is. That brings me on to a question. Now I would like to know, how do you deal with self-doubt and doubt from others? Self-doubt is a very, very big thing. And I say that for everybody and every entrepreneur. No matter what you achieve, there is always that self-doubt to say, am I good enough? Can I really do this? Is this really going to happen for me? Am I going to get flushed down the toilet? Is it my time? Is it not my time? So with self-doubt, I'm not sure I really have any self-doubt. I just look at it to say I'm on a journey and where the wind blows me, I just continue. Hmm. If you understand what I mean. Yeah. I mean, probably three years ago, I would be trying to develop one of my companies and it didn't work. So I'll just take a left or a right. Because let me try this. When I when I on Monday morning I normally between eleven and probably two, I'm speaking with the team and we're just thinking of new ideas of what to test. Because sometimes business is all about testing and what bites works. I can't tell you to say, I'm gonna do this and this is gonna work. Mm. doesn't work that way so you're just throwing things at the wall until something sticks basically yes and then sometimes things just happened unexpected I'll give you an example I have a festival in Jamaica um, and it happens on Independence Day and this year we did not promote the way we should and I was expecting that mm, we're not going to get the crowd what we wanted but at four o'clock we were run <laughs> Rams, like, what's going to happen here? Made a profit. Everything was all funds up. And I was like, look at that. And then I would think that because I didn't do the promotion, which I was planning to do, mm. that it'd be a failure. We did do some online. Mm. It was enough. So sometimes you want to trust yourself, say, I've got to do this, this and that, oh, that's not going to happen. And it does. Okay, I've got a got a question. Um, what is what is the initials in your in your company's name stand for? It's got a couple. <laughs> you say it's got a couple of things it stands <clears throat> for. Yeah. So before it was tour gigs and security, mm. and that related to my security company. Okay. And then we said. 
TGS is such a big brand. Mm. See, I, I went through that. I went through that kind of um, um, challenge because what I, I was naming all my companies all different things. Okay. Right. So the only thing people knew was two words: it was TGS and Anthony. <laughs> More Anthony than TGS. Mm. And back at that time, having that mindset. You know that you're always saying, oh, I don't want to show my face. I, I've got to get a haircut, which mm. I didn't get one today for this. Because I said, you know what, Rego, <laughs> I'm coming out here with my self-paid hoodie. And it is what it is. <laughs> and and sat down and I said, you know what, to great success. That's what TGS stands for. I like the I like the re I like the renaming. It's 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 good. No nice. one ever knew the first one. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so to to great success oh. because I wanted that logo which would stand out. And I've been working it. I've been tweaking it. I think I think I'm there now. So all the companies, whether security, properties, events, management, because I do. A lot of different things. Which is good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> and so that's what it is. It's just TGS. It's okay. not changing. That's it. It's a that's great success. <laughs> so on your journey to creating this great success, great success, this umbrella <laughs> of TGS, what has been one of your what has been one of your biggest failures, and how did you pick up from it? Failures. My biggest failure is probably not raising the bar. For yourself? For myself, my companies, or what we can achieve. Okay, can you expand on that? Meaning that I was always reaching the bar to where I saw another company or another person has achieved. Or using someone else's path. As a point of reference. As a point of reference. Mm. But then I'm not like anybody else. Mm. So there's no one to really reference. There's good practices out there which yeah. I would absorb, but there's no one like me. Okay. And that's and that's and that's kind of great and it's kind of hard. Cause sometimes when it's time to relate stuff, mm. unless you got an entrepreneur world we can probably touch base a bit more. Mm. Yeah. But outside it's like, mm, the employees <laughs> <laughs> or the career, yeah. the career person. No, it's true. People that um, are like, their program from generation to work, they, they can't handle when you come around and start speaking about being an entrepreneur and doing business and you can do this and you can try it. They can't handle it. They get overwhelmed. And, it's been difficult because sometimes I see someone doing a role, which I would do, and I'm trying to treat them how I would be treated. And they're like, what are you doing? No, I'm not allowed to do this and that. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I, I speak around about my cousins and they get frustrated and say, not everyone's like you, Wade. Not everyone can do this. I was like, I'm just trying to give you some ideas. I mean, some people like a basic lifestyle. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But if, like, if I see you and I 
know that you have a talent or you have some sort of gift and you can do something. I'm going to point you in the right direction and give you some advice and say you can actually do X, Y, and Z whether you want it or not. I can't help myself. I can't help myself. I'm going to. No, I, I get that it's coming from a good place, but uh, you know, as I said, a lot of people kind of just yeah, but they they kind of they break down like they get so overwhelmed like to walk away they can't even absorb the information. No, they can't. And you've lost me there. Like when I'm saying to them, you know, you could do the X, Y, and Z. You could actually you're going to uni. For example, my cousin, she's good at makeup. She she studied it. She, she taught herself actually. She's going to uni. She can do all these things, but all she does is spend. Most of the time on TikTok and YouTube watching videos and I was like, but you can actually show people how to do so much variations of makeup and actually have a YouTube channel where actually young females your age will tune in and you will start making some money. No, I don't want to do that. I was like, but why not? Because that, sorry to cut you off, but it's, it's because I faced the same issue at one point myself. It, it tends to do with you blurring the lines between, um, let's say, uh, pleasure and work in the sense that if you... People say, ah, do what you enjoy. I don't think, or, you know, love your work or, it, you know, the primary piece of work you should be doing is something you genuinely enjoy. I feel like, yeah, that's true, but it's like hobby-wise or even something that's, um, let's say, a downtime type of thing. I don't think you should blend that. Yeah, but see, the, the, the issue I have with it now is downtime is downtime, but you're spending that downtime on a platform constantly watching other people why not upload your own content that makes no sense to because me. it's the downtime that's that's not a downtime i'm sorry that's well not time. well they say mm. anything you would do for free that's your path that makes no sense to me. so i'll give you an example if someone's say 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 for say for instance like content and so forth and the downtime looking at lashes lashes himself off. Do you know what I mean? That's what you should pursue your career, your business in. Because you've got that general interest which no one doesn't have to pay you to do. You enjoy it. Mm. You're gonna do it for free. Mm. So it won't feel it won't have that burden burden to say, Oh, it's a job. Oh, I don't want to do this. You're excited to do this. No, but it eventually will. Okay. I, I disagree. I'll give you an example. I did art a while back. I shifted into digital um, art as well. And after taking Why? in a few... Because I enjoyed it. That was my genuine passion. So give us give us some more meat on the bone on that. When you said you enjoyed it, why did you say, okay, I'm going to go into digital art? What were you doing? You've lost me there. You said that you went into digital art, yeah. right? So what were you doing before to say, oh, digital art, I really like this. Tell me how much time you were spending or was it just an idea or just an interest? Copious, copious amounts. It was my, it was my, one of my only and major hobbies, hobbies if, if I could even call it that. So why did you stop? Because I shifted into digital art and started taking in requests and it just became so much. Not effort in the sense of, uh, you know, the the workload was a lot in that sense. It was more, it was more, you know, I found, I found myself having to draw when I didn't feel like drawing just to get stuff done. And that's when you take away from the fun because it's no longer, oh, I'm doing this because I want to. It's more of, ah, now I have to do it because I have to. 
So I see that is that I see it as okay. You as a person needs to be managed in terms of your time. Your time. Mm. So I would say to Joe, I would say to you, to Jordan, to say like, how many hours a week do you feel inspired? Like, how much time do you put towards your digital art? I've stopped now, but at, no. at the time, it just to finish one piece, it is surprisingly long. And since I was just getting into digital art, I was very amateur. So I was learning it along with, you know, doing everything else. So for me, mm. when you tell me that, you just needed some filters in place to make you be you and to deal with the workload coming in. You've lost me there. Because you didn't enjoy it so much because of everything coming in, people contacting you, this, that and the other and so forth. So you couldn't be the person who enjoyed what they were doing. So for me, looking at you, I'd be saying, I need to keep you in that environment and the oncoming stuff which you do not want to deal with is taken away. Yeah, but then as you guys say, it just becomes something I'm doing for free in my free time. Yes, but you could mm. you could have you could have been paid for it, but but this is. But when I was shifting into that, that's when I kind of got off of it because it, it was just yeah. But this is the part of the journey, mm. the journey which, an entrepreneur's journey where, you learn this. So if you're gonna take, do, another project or, do something else, you look back and said, what was the problem last time? I'll give you an example, is that one of my businesses was, I had to be, I had to respond anywhere in the world I was, if you called me, I would answer. Mm -hmm. I didn't switch off. And the pain of being like that, then the money, I said, you know what, this is not worth it. It wasn't. Mm. But what I needed to put in place is that other people people done different roles. I have that in place now. And sometimes I feel like I don't do anything, but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> because I know the level where I am now, I do a lot of strategy, mm. which fails, some works, but you just got to keep on going. Hmm. That's sad though. The, my main point is a, a lot of... You know, things people do out of passion. Um, once it becomes, you know, when once it turns from a, uh, something I do in my free time to decompress for fun, more as, you know, uh, it's something I have to get done by so-and-so time. Yeah, you know. Agreed. It but takes a lot of the fun out of it. This, well, this I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that because there's nothing. It's like I used to play basketball. I wanted mm. to be a pro player. I would do nothing more than to get paid to play a sport I love. And that's still work. So I I believe that if you enjoy it, like they say, you don't even really work a day in your life. Even though, yeah, it is work, because it, it doesn't matter what you do, it's going to come with stress. For example, playing games, 
downtime, but you get stressed by playing games. 100%. Thank you very much. So mm. it's same concept. No, but I wouldn't get paid to do that. Not on the slightest. If you wanted to, you could though. Mm, I, no. Oh, well, I, no. Because then Are I'd you have that to, good though? I'd have to be in the mood. That's my point. Is anything you do in your downtime, you'd have to be in the mood for it. I mean, it's like this is the reason I use art as an example is because it's like people don't just sit down, you know, you just start going at it. If it's if it's say an original piece off the dome, you gotta be inspired to put paint on canvas. So it's not something you can just come up with on the spot or make a schedule for. I mean I mean <laughs> I don't agree with that. Because I know what art is mm. and he schedules and he creates and he's pretty good. He's hell of a hell of an artist, to be honest. Yeah, but that takes years of practice. Of course, it's not, it's and he's been doing this since high school. But he, he never quit. He's he's been he's he's multi talented at few things in his life, and he's just kept doing them bit by. He's fallen off a couple of years on a few, mm. but he's never quit. He's constantly gone back to it because he enjoyed doing it. He enjoyed drawing, painting, and he's at the point now in his life where he's a mentor, a teacher, and he sells his sketches and portraits of people. Mm. And he's actually got a podcast now as well. So it all rolled out into his journey. That was his journey of to him getting to where he is. And I get that, but as with art, it's it's much more complicated. But he's an artist. Still. No, I get. I mean, no artist is no, no, all artists. All artists aren't the same. I hear that. I hear mm. that. And that's the point I'm trying to push. I mean, it all comes it's like down. I'm not going to sit here and say my art style is original or anything, but I'm not like it, the same. It all comes down to finding yourself, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, it's it's just like if you're if you if you was a songwriter, mm. you could write. Everybody probably got an album which they could write, but try Easy. and write. I think I make a pretty good album. Do you understand? <laughs> Everyone's got one, and it's heartful, heartful. It's like everybody's first album is the album, mm. and then sometimes they split it over two or three. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to album four, five, and six, and so forth. Do you know what I mean? They said everything out of the soul. Yeah. yeah. Do you understand? And then you've got songwriters who's got to create a song to create that hit. Yeah. And do you know what? You can just tell. You can, you can play a song from the first album and play a song from the sixth album. You probably don't want to listen to the sixth album, to, t- to tell the truth. And I think that's a probably a bit like art as well. Is that if you if you're not inspired, I get that, but then you can pivot and do something else. Exactly. Which, as I said, it's not an issue. I'm just saying, like, once you, you know, mix, you know, passion with business, it can get a bit rocky. The and light so, blurs. And yeah, and so you were saying, uh, you know, you were telling was it your cousin. Uh-huh. Which one? The one who the makeup. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you're telling your cousin, ah, oh, they could do this, they could do that, X, Y, and Z. So it's probably something they've thought about, maybe dabbled in very lightly and thought to themselves, this just doesn't feel, I don't feel the same way about this as I did when I started, as when I was doing it for fun. But this this, this was my example mm-hmm. right, to her. You stand in the mirror and you put your makeup on every morning, right? Mm. Okay, there's, there's TikTok, there's very young people on TikTok. There's nothing wrong with putting your camera there and just record you putting your makeup on and upload it. Yeah, Tell me the, the difference. It's the need to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. And and, and, and that's one of the things what I learned ah, during my journey. <laughs> because 
when it comes to perfect, I'll be back and forth with the graphic designer, this and that. And the elements of mistakes that I see, nobody else sees. Mm. So yeah. I've got this thing called the 80 20. Once it's 80% God, or it's signed off of people who I can validate, I'm mean, okay. Even if I go on my Instagram and I start talking, and unless I said something really bad, I'll stop it <laughs> and do it again. But other than that, I just send it out there. I don't really watch it back because I'm going to find so many problems mm-hmm. with myself, yeah. my speech, and so yeah. forth. It is what it is. Because if I was having this conversation with a normal person, I'd be saying the exact same thing. I'd be doing the same grammar mistakes. Do you understand? So mm. it's it's that block what you just got to climb over. And some people have climbed over it very, very well. I've got people who I know who are doing very well on IG. And some of the stuff, I, I probably know like 100 times more than them. But they're doing it. Mm. Do you understand? So they've got the recognition. I'm not doing it at the moment. So I can just be can do that too and, and so forth. <laughs> do, you, do you understand? But I'm not yeah. doing it. So do you know what I mean? You just got to give props from props is and nothing in life is perfect. Everything's kind of temporary and you just got to, just got to roll with it. So it's getting over that, that, that you make a point there. Getting over that is, is I'd say the biggest thing. Temporary fear. It's, it's then it stops people. Don't get me wrong. If you're an employer and you've got people with a load of blocks and you know the potential and they're putting it in your business, you're a happy person. Mm-hmm. Because you know this person could just like, is this person really, really invested in themselves? I'm going to say, listen, I'm doing this. And when 100%, they would fly. But it all comes to that belief. Best belief or self-belief. Do you understand? That? It's and, true. And then you look at yourself and say, where am I from? And then you start looking at, look at other people, like that person had this, that, that person had that cousin who used to talk to them and bring them to this place. I don't have that. You can go all the way down with those excuses. But you just got to have that raw discomfort energy to push you forward. I mean, social media makes that hard these days. Yeah. It, it makes it impossible not to compare yourself to others. Social media makes you look and feel great. Mm. No, no. Do you know what I mean? It's, no. Say, for instance, I'm at one of my dinners and so forth. I'd be like, yeah, I'm in the building. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Two minutes before, I was upset because they bought me raw food. Do you understand? Mm. I'm, not, I'm not putting that out on it. People just put the best version of themselves on, so, on social media. That's true. That is 100% true. I get that. And you understand it. And it's, you understand that everyone has the struggles. It's just like in a business um, aspect, like they don't show you the late nights, the running out of money, the um, arguing with your spouse or you're never at home. They don't show you none of that on social media. They don't show... The Lamborghini, the Bentley, the office, the this, the holidays, the private the behind jet. Behind the scenes, nitty gritty stuff. Yeah, they, they, they don't show none of that. It looks, it looks really great. Do you know what I mean? Um, two weeks ago, and I was sitting down with um, some of my business mates, and we were talking about let's buy a yacht, let's buy a plane. 
actually, we were going to say that we were going to start our own bank. And I just, and I'd, I had to say to guys, look at the conversations we're having. And when we said, yeah, I know somebody can sort it out for us. We're going to call this person. He's like a multi-billionaire. But all the connections are just right there. And we went, okay, if we buy a jet, here's a couple of case studies of people buy jets. Do you understand? We could be flying for free and making money. Do you know what I mean? Buying, buying a jet is like the same way you buy a car. car. You just rent it out. You rent it and you pay the lease each month. Do you understand? These mm. are different conversations that you're having. Mm. And you're like, wow. Look where I am and look what these conversations I'm having. It's a different level. <laughs> it's a different yeah. level. Yeah. But then on the opposite side, knowing where they come from, I've heard some stories like, wow. I'm like, wow. They come from nothing. All come from nothing. And they're on this ladder to keep on this climbing, climbing, climbing. And they don't know, they don't know when to stop. Actually, you can't stop really. Hmm. I think me stopping is probably me being at my school and causing trouble or playing football with the students and so forth. But you're not going to stop. One of the things I love is like, we're going to a meeting and said, Mr. Howell went, yes. We need to raise some funds for the school because we got, we got things that we want to improve in the school and all sorts of stuff. What are we doing? So I've got, I've got a job now to say, okay, I've got to create like a concert so we can raise funds for the actual school. Mm. And okay, I'm on that. So that's in the back of my head. And then it doesn't stop because I'm going to do the concert and then it's going to happen again. Mm. It becomes a yearly thing. It becomes a yearly thing. And there's another, there's always another, there's always something to do. Always something to do. Like I just started off my farm. And I'm trying to plant everything. I want everything on it. So it sounds like you have a lot under your umbrella, Anthony. So what are some of the hard choices you had to make to get you where you are? To cut off things that don't make sense. Well, well, I just put them in the book. Because when I make some more money, I'm going to have a big enough team. I'm going to say, try this idea. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying sometimes you have an idea and you sure it's going to work and you want it to work and you love the idea, but you just have to accept that, you know what, this is not going to work right now. No, because you've got to understand what success is for you. And I've got a filter, small amount of effort, large amount of reward. The return on investment has got to like be like four or five times, even even, even as I can try and 10x it. Mm trying to struggle with something for like 10, 15 years. Depending how much time it takes for me, I would do it, but that can't be the focus. Because at the end of the day, if I want my empire to spread, I need people. Yeah. People, I need to generate money. Right. Do you understand? Yeah. So I'm looking at the same thing, okay, we need to buy another 20 more properties. And then this will give me this income, then I can get some competent people to try out my ideas book. Mm. But this is some of the stuff I really want to try and do. Okay. So what is success for you? Success for me. (laughs) 
And I really struggled with this because when you achieve something, it changes, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I remember the time when I when I said if I was making two, three grand a month sitting on, sitting at home, that's me. I'm gonna go back to Jamaica and semi retire. <laughs> doesn't work that way at all. No. So success for me is bloody hell. <laughs> I, I, I had this like sorted. It's a, a good question. But success for me is right now, I'll be honest, success for me is to do what I do. I haven't got nothing saying that I can't jump on a plane tomorrow to Miami. I can do it. Mm. Except the wife. She can tell you not. Just take her. She's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, success for me is for my children to blossom in ever, whatever they want to do. Success for me is to eat healthy, to be well. And who I can look after, look after. I try and help like a couple of people each year to just push them along. I think that it's a duty f duty for if you have a position or, or achieve so much to look back and say, okay, you, you need to do this. So I always got people pushing along mm. to the achieve. And once they achieve them, they, they drop off like list and I said, okay, who's next? I was looking and I was like, who am I going to help next? And I was saying to myself, hmm. So it's even last, it was actually three days ago and I started on somebody else who said, I need you to apply for this, I need you to do this, to push, push, them, push them along. Because what I found, the more you help people, hmm. the more you receive. That is true. Okay. Yeah, that's like true. karma. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I'm like... The more you give, the more you get. Yeah, ish. Sometimes you don't don't get <laughs> yeah. it when you want it though, but it yeah. does come. It can't, does come back. It does it does come back and in different ways. Mm -hmm. It's really in different ways, and sometimes it's really nice to hear the spontaneous way that it's helped someone, and someone come back and say, "Anthony, that that that's you could say that's my success." Okay, okay. so given. Giving, yeah. All right. Okay, so I got a last question for you, Anthony. I'm gonna have to think on this one because you've been in the game for a minute. Um, what was the toughest moment in your business journey? Out of all of your businesses, when was the when was the moment that you, you know, they say everyone got that that oh god prior when they're looking in the mirror, look up, I say oh. God help me. When was your oh God moment when the toughest time? It's when we was um, doing a refurbishment on one of the properties and we had an issue with a sewer pipe. And when I sat down with the architect, it's like we had to get this one ton still in the house. And I haven't, but I think I budgeted like a grand to like dig out a little trench. And it cost like times 15 of that. Mm. And that 
That was the biggest challenge. No, I'm lying. That's the second one. No, I'm lying. That was a big one. I could see you staring off into space and you were like, you were thinking no, back on no. it. Yeah. This was the one, is that mm. um, when you um, refurb a pr property, mm. you've got to do something called a pressure test. Right? So the pressure test tests your waste system. Okay. Right, so the property's all been refurbed and everything's nice. Mm -hmm. Now, this pressure test should be done when all the pipes were not exposed. Mm. Oh, and if this pressure test failed, failed, mm. you have to rip up everything to find out where this leaks is, mm. and then this goes on to kitchen. Remember, I got six bathrooms, so you have to go to the sink shower or toilet where this leak is and i just remembered i couldn't sleep that night i think my, <laughs> my, my face went red mm. and i had to like go in the shower and just like cool down <laughs> and they was there the following day and i could just see i could just see myself like it, every second felt like an hour <laughs> like oh my days if this doesn't come out perfect that's been done. done. That's it. That's it. I'm finished. But we, we came through. But leading up to that stress, I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm finished. Do you know what I mean? He's like, relief. Mm. That was a big, big, big relief. So so when I when I go and view properties now, so I'm like, <laughs> where's it? <laughs> Where's the sewer pipe? No, we're not doing this. No, we're not doing that. Mm. Hard lessons learned. Hard lessons learned. Mm -hmm. I think there's, I think that the worst time has been replaced. But because I've grown as a person, I understand that people will say and do things in a certain mindset, which you they don't know any better. Mm. So do I hold that? No, I don't. Right, um, two couple more of life. Let's go you for want, it. Let's go want, for it. I'm, I'm ready for you break? guys. Nah, nah, no, I'm ready nah. for you guys. Said no break. Um, this is two in one. So, what advice and what books would you give to young people trying to be an entrepreneur? Mm. What books you recommend them to read, and what advice would you give them? I think the Atomic Habits. Is really good. I've got, got that, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. And there was some. There was this other book. Um, it's not up there with the like, grow rich and all the other books. It was like I think it was twenty one. I think it's twenty one. Things you have to do to be an entrepreneur. And hmm. um, I don't think I'm saying the book right. <laughs> But it was just really simple steps. It was like, have a morning routine, have an evening routine. It was like, set an alarm when you need to do things. Just small, basic things which you can follow. When everything came to you, if you follow these steps, mm. it made life so much easier. So I know at 10 o'clock, I've got my evening routine. I know at 5 a.m., I've got my morning routine. And my morning routine in the morning is 
My alarm goes at five mm. to six. I'm in bed, but I'm teaching myself new stuff mm. because there's no disturbance during that hour <laughs> whatsoever. Makes sense. Because you meant to always update yourself and teach yourself, but then sometimes during the day you just don't really have that time. Mm. Even if you focus the time, your phone's going to ring. Even if you shut it off, something's going to always happen. Yeah. So my peace moment is that slot in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then in the evening, evening I've got my evening routine. And then what involving that is like a lot of health stuff. Because I realize this to be an entrepreneur and being to be a good one is not about business. It's your whole entire life you're working on one time. Because you're working on a business and the money's for the kids. Are you spending time with the kids? Are you spending time with your partner? Can you play football with your kids or are you out of breath? Or do you have you got health issues? So when you look at things, it's like an umbrella. And then I've got like, I've got quarter targets for business. I've got quarter targets for health. I've got quarter, quarter targets for the family. I got quarter targets for fun. Mm. Do you understand? So, mm. so it's, it's very organized. It sounds organized, but it's all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. And then growth. How do you I've got quarterly targets for like when I go out networking. Do you understand? Because you got to always keep on learning. Mm. Yeah. And you got quarterly targets of like do nothing. One of the things, the hardest thing for me to do is to do nothing. What do you mean do nothing? Absolutely nothing. nothing. Just sit there and just reset and like, don't think, just like, nothing. So ease. That's very difficult. Not even to think, that's that's difficult. And then what you, what you get to understand is that your mind needs that time to relax. Mm. Just like you, you sleep for eight hours. To relax. I don't sleep for eight hours. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you just got to give yourself that. So you got this peace of mind. Mm. And then try and do something the opposite of what you were doing today. I mean, it's been a while now, but you know, I would go DJing and play some music. Mm. Completely different on the spectrum what I would normally do. But it makes it balanced. So I got like high stress and everything, and then I got higher joy because we're listening to music, and it just levels everything out. And go to the gym, find yourself a nice one. Like even today, I was in the steam room, mm. went for a bubble. <laughs> Worked out in the gym. You have to do this stuff because you're working on all of you. Mm-hmm. Not just a piece of you. And that's what I learned. And then learning how to deal with people. It's fine going out there to say, okay, I just made 50 grand. What am I going to do? You're probably just going to do the same normal things what you've done before. You might go get a pair of Jordans, um, go to a bar and drink. But there's so much more you can do. Mm. And 
Yeah, just keep on working on yourself and trying to stay away from negative energy. Would you define negative? Like, I get the whole, you know, people say it's draining. It's draining. It's yeah, negative energy is draining. Man. It's draining. I'm, I am around a lot of negative people. So when I've got to be away from them because I'm not, I'm not ready for them. Because then I might respond negative, mm. and that then that creates an explosion. Yeah. Okay, I get, I get you. I so, get you. but when I can absorb them, I go like, I'm around them. Other than that, no. Okay. So, how many industries are you involved in or have companies in? Bloody hell! I'm just showing off the top of the head now. <laughs> So the easy one is that I'm in property. I have a security company. I have a management company. I'm in the entertainment world. I'm in the educational industry. I'm in the coaching industry as well because I've got one or two clients which I mentor each week. I think I've forgotten some. Um, construction. See, the thing with me, I like things being varied. I'm not that person who wants to like that repetition of things every day. Mm. I like it that next week I could be in Spain. And the week after I could be in Japan. Mm. I like it. I I see a plane as an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. So how do you manage that? Sounds hectic. Work life, constantly on the move, and balance a family life with wife and kids. So what I do, I'm going to give you some guys something now. <laughs> I do the four Fs. Family, fun, fitness and focus so in a month or for the quarter i've got certain things which i would like to do with the family mm. and then i've got like fitness and so forth sometimes i went okay this week i'm not around and they're probably doing something else anyway mm. but i'll make up for it for another way because for me when you do repetition of things, it does get boring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when it's women with dad. Do you understand? But mm. when it's varied, it's like, there's a bit more of a well. Mm. Yeah. Do you understand? Do you know sometimes when you go and eat at a restaurant, it gets a bit, it's a normal. Yeah. Until someone else goes in and say, oh, this food's brilliant. Mm. A bit like Sunday dinner. Do you know what I mean? You've probably eaten all different variations. And when you go to eat Sunday dinner, it tastes like it normally tastes. Yeah, and, and you just eat it. Do you, mm. do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And you might go to someone else's house and they do something different. You're like, wow, this is so nice. Mm. So I think variety is definitely definitely um, something what I like to do. Okay, so spicing it up a little. You get a spice though. You can't, you, it can't be the same. Mm. It can't, it's, it's a, 
It's not adventurous, and I like the adventure. So, would you say your workload has decreased dramatically since for the last what, three, five years? Because you were saying before you had to constantly be on call, no matter where you are in the world, compared to now. Like, before, could you have a week? Could you do a podcast three years ago? Did you, would you have the time to do that? Or was he constantly on the go and on call? Probably not, because I'm always on the go on call thinking. Because the thing is, when you got staff, you're trying to make everything right for them. And you're trying to foresee anything which is going to challenge them or jeopardize them. So you're always trying to stay 20, 100 steps ahead. But there's times for that. What do you mean by times for that? I don't need to be thinking about 3 a.m. in the morning. How do you stop yourself from doing that, though? You just got to accept that what you put in place works. Like contingencies and safety nets. Contingencies, safety nets, and you just got to step back. And as you step back, has anything gone wrong? No. Keeping stepping back. Oh, this has gone wrong. Okay. Who else can I get to do that? Mm. and keep on stepping up and keep on stepping back because being a business owner entrepreneur the result is basically time mm. yeah, yeah, that's how you win time and now I have a lifestyle business where I can work anywhere in the world which is really nice so, I would imagine so, yeah. <laughs> so how do you go about picking competent staff to put into those positions to handle those responsibilities? That's something which you've got to develop as a person. I wasn't good at, good at that um, in the beginning. I always used to employ staff who were competent... They were competent, but they wasn't brilliant in the sense that they knew that industry inside out. Okay. Mm. But could they be developed? Yes, but at the time, the infrastructure wasn't there for that. No. I was developing them, but... It made everything take so much longer. So that I'll be double checking work, checking this, checking that. Mm. And you don't want to check anything. And I guess you were still developing yourself at that stage as well. Exactly. So. so you just didn't have the leeway. You don't know. To be quite honest, you know, but you just don't know. And it's mindsets and blocks because you would feel that... Actually, stick a pen on that. <laughs> the position you're in is that you're meant to know everything. Mm -hmm. So you're only you're only good as the competency you, as you have. Do you understand? Mm. Yeah. So as a business owner, you have to be an accountant. No one's not going to tell you this until you do two, three years of accounting and said, I've got to know this. So when I'm sitting down with my accountant... I know exactly what she's saying and I know exactly what I want. You're not that person who's pushing in the door and said, 
Can you be my accountant? Yeah, I can do your accounts for you. Oh, brilliant. Guess what? I've got an accountant. Doesn't work that way. Mm. Do you understand? And yeah. you see horrible, you see horrible when news is about, yeah, I left things in my accountants or, or chief financial controller or whatever they're called. Yeah, and you get people skimming mm. funds. And, and so all of that. So you've, in everything, marketing, sales, finance, you've got to be the brain in everything. You have to know it. And in the beginning, you don't know it. So when it comes to staff, you're like, you're interviewing, so can you do this? Like, yeah, 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 and so forth. But all you're doing is like micromanaging that staff. And and in that, they could be competent, but because, because you haven't grown as a person to allow them to shine, mm. you, you don't know. And this is where you go down the road with like mentors now. And when you get a mentor, they'll say, yeah, you, you're not employing the right staff or the right roles. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't know. And this is where I advise that everybody needs a mentor to say, okay, you need a sales manager, you need a marketing manager, you need this, and, and so forth. And during, during when you're starting your journey, it's very cloudy, but... You're making money, and when you're not making money, you've got the energy where you're pushing things through. But you hear these things, but sometimes you can't apply it to your business until you feel pain. Yeah. Mm. Or you get that challenge and said, how am I going to do this? Or and sink or swim. Yeah. And then you said, oh, I need a sales manager. And then they come, and they do their stuff. And sometimes... Nine of them not going to work. One is going to work. Do they have that love for you, your company, or are you just a job to um, let them for a couple of months where they're going to they're jump onto something else? Mm. And this is why it's the, the journey. When you've got someone who's, who loves your company mm. and is doing this and running out there, it gives you a different energy to go, yeah, let's go and smash this now. And that's where sometimes you can go into self-doubt. But you see all these things failing, and you're like, oh, my days, what do I do now? But that's your position. You've got to learn to bat away those balls and do something different. You kind of feel like you're letting them down as well if you don't give... They're running out there and pushing, pushing for your company, and if you're just chilling kind of feel like you're letting them down like they're out they're working so hard and you're just chilling not doing anything while you could be furthering the goal by actually doing something as well yeah and that's the other thing what you've got to know to change is that you're not an employee you're the director so for me now i pretty look on strategy what we're going to do how we're going to implement it and look at the people who can make this happen instead of me being the one to strategy strategy and implement it sometimes you do have to do that because you've got to be the the one leading the company but there'll be like tasks which you just really don't need to do and i used to do them and it's funny sometimes it's a an escape to say i'm busy because i'm doing these tasks here Mm. which don't do nothing for sales. 
don't do anything to improve your company. They don't. So as a job you can easily get someone else to just do. Yes. Hmm. So, um, but it's a journey. Do you know what I mean? When I look back, I said, what would I change? Nothing. Because you, you got to learn it. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not like someone's... It's going to teach you it. It's like they, they have a saying, no one's going to teach you how to make a million. You have to learn how to make a million. Hmm. Never, they take the first million. Never heard, never heard that Yeah, no saying. one's going to teach you how to make a million. You have to, And the thing is, yeah, once you make your first million, the rest is easy. Yeah. I've heard that, but I've never heard the yeah. first but part of that. The, f- yeah. the first million's always the hardest. Second million's even easy. Yeah. Mm. And sorry. I feel like it's because you just it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy, but um it's easier than the first mill, I'd imagine. It's you've made the relationships, mm. you know who to turn to, you know what stuff you need and so forth, so it happens quicker. And you know what? I refer this back to my festival. Is that this year everything just ran in sync, no stress, nothing. And it just happened, bang. Mm. But it's taken like five years to get to this. Because it's like fully automated now. Fully automated. And then you're thinking that there's something wrong. I mean, there's a couple of things we've done better. But the overall thing was like, it was a success. It didn't crumble within, you know, under itself. So, yeah. So I was like, hmm. The other thing is sometimes things don't have to be difficult. And the reason why I say that is that you'll find yourself as a problem solver. I solve problems. That's what I do. If that's a job title, that's what I do. I solve problems mm. and create solutions. So even when there's no problems to solve, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. There is nothing wrong with that. The world's not stopping. Mm. And that can be a spanner in the toolbox as well because like, how cool, what's, what's happening? Have I forgot? Where is everybody? But it's okay. Is that when you're, you've compounded so much things for things to be like this. And it can be difficult. It can. And you find yourself where I said, what do I do now? Yeah, but I mean, wouldn't you be happy to see the system that you've been trying to perfect actually working efficiently? Yeah, but then you always want to change it and do something else. <laughs> or bring a new system or new app in. No, I, love my, I love my apps. Mm. So what three apps you can't go without then? Um, okay, let me change the question. What three apps help you stay productive and the structure of your business on a day-to-day basis? I use Google Suite. What's that one? But that's a, that's an overall collection of apps. Yeah, so I would I use the calendar, I use um, Keep, I use Google Sheets. What I found is easier for everything to be one place, because mm-hmm. if not, things take so much longer. Yeah, especially if they work together, they integrate. Yeah, I've got Trello, and just email. Really, I just try and keep my things so much, so so simple. Mm. I like things being simple because before I liked things to be 
complicated because of an apple using one of these third-party apps because you see it and it's, it's making teams work so much greater. That's really, really simple. Because at the end of the day, simple's good. You know where something is, you know what somebody's doing. Just keep it simple. So at least five days out the week, every day, those three apps get access. Oh yeah, every day. I'm probably gonna leave here now and and, and, <laughs> and check something. Or say for instance I've got an idea, I would put it in Google and um, Keeps and then when I have a meeting I said, Let's look at ideas. I guess it does work with the team because all your members are live on each page or spreadsheet or wherever you're on and everyone can edit and see real life change while it's happening. So I've got some other ones where I got for HR and for um, scheduling out work. But the main ones would be I just used the Google Suite. I used everything else before. And you just got to sometimes you just got to find what works for you. Mm. And for me, I just like just keep it simple. If some if you want a book and a pen have a book and a pen. It what works for you. And that's something which I had to hold back as well. So when I introduced something, I wanted to introduce it to somebody else on the team or the school and so forth. And they wasn't ready for that. Mm. They liked the book and the pen. Okay. It's true. When, when I see that pain, then we start to change things. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. Well... Anthony, we're about to wrap up. We've been over an hour and 20 minutes. How have you enjoyed the podcast? It's absolutely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for coming on. Do, there's one thing, yeah. one secret I can give to anybody. So when I need to be creative, I go into different environments. This is why if you follow me, I'm never in one place. If I'm not going to be creative at home, I need to go elsewhere to be creative. And it's probably in a, in a nice, like, swanky place where they do good food somewhere on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Anywhere you'd suggest? Uh, you got to find that for you. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. You know what I mean? So, so there's times where I'll just leave my house... Mm. And just go somewhere different to get a different perspective. Your environment has a lot to do with the energy and your decisions, what you want to make. Yeah. Remember, your success really all comes down to decisions. True. That's it. Okay. So um, tell the audience where they could find you. You guys can't find me. <laughs> <laughs> um, my um, handle is I am Anthony Howell. And you can find me on all social platforms. I will be changing it though. Okay. Because <laughs> my brand is going to be Anthony Howell TGS. I was hoping you would bring back World Boss. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Mm. Or my nah, hashtags are I'm in the building. But yeah. So I'm working on my branding now to bring TGS into everything. I'm not telling you guys anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anthony, thank you for coming on. Hopefully we have you back soon. 
Has it been an insightful um, conversation? Yeah. All right. Been good. Yeah. yeah. And I'll we'll see you next time. Bye.